Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 499. As part of our Smithsonian Associates streaming series, our guest today is Dr. John Edward Hasse. Dr. John Edward Hasse will be appearing via Zoom at the Smithsonian Associates program titled Duke Ellington Genius Beyond Category. No one led a life, led a band, or made music like Duke Ellington. He was one of a kind, beyond category. American music specialist John Edward Hussey surveys the moving and inspiring story of a man who overcame racial, social, and musical obstacles to become one of the 20th century's greatest musicians. Today with us here on the Not Old Better Show, Dr. John Edward Hasu will cover Duke Ellington's life, his musical influences, including ragtime and dance music, growing up in Washington, D.C., and how he negotiated the city's strict color line. Also, his breakthrough at Harlem's Cotton Club, his way of personalizing his compositions for the individual gifts of his players in his band, and his turn to greater spirituality as he got older, which prompted him to compose three sacred concerts. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Dr. John Edward Hussey. John Edward Hussey, welcome to the program. Paul, it's a real pleasure to be with you. It's nice to talk to you. I always enjoy my Smithsonian Associates interviews, but I, I love music. I'm so passionate about music, and we're going to be talking today about Duke Ellington, a favorite of mine, a favorite of our audience. I just know it. The Washington Post refers to you, uh, John Edward Hasse, as uh, Ellington's best biographer. So, gosh, this is, this is just going to be a great, great interview. I know that. And, and I wonder if you would just tell us briefly about your upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation about Duke Ellington and maybe how you're going to use Zoom uh, to engage our audience, because um, we're all using Zoom these days an awful lot. And uh, this is uh, uh, special for Smithsonian Associates. So tell us a little bit about all of that. Sure. Um, well, my presentation will cover the full sweep of Ellington's life, his musical influences, including ragtime and dance music growing up in Washington, D.C., and how he negotiated the city's strict color line, his breakthrough at Harlem's Cotton Club, his way of personalizing his compositions for the individual gifts of his players, and his turn to greater spirituality as he got older, which prompted him to compose three concerts of sacred music. I'll also tell the inside story of how the Smithsonian acquired Ellington's vast archive, including 100,000 pages of unpublished music, a collection that, like the maestro himself, I consider um, a national treasure. You know, Ellington performed many times in films, and my presentation will include clips from 15 different movies and TV programs, some of the clips very rare. And that's how the Zoom will be so uh, important, because if people were listening to this, they wouldn't see these amazing performances, of which the visual element is is vital. Wow. I, I just think this is going to be wonderful. This is very exciting. Let me let me just start with a kind of one of those simple questions about, about Duke Ellington. Where does the name Duke come from? That's a good question. While a schoolboy... Uh, young Ellington's polite manners, fashionable clothes, and aristocratic bearing led a friend to nickname him Duke, and it stuck all his life. Hmm. That's good. That's good. What is it, do you think, is Duke Ellington's greatest musical strength? 
you know, developing his own harmonic language and tone colors, he was a wizard of experiment. But his greatest strength was his gift for finding, hiring, leading, and inspiring a band of unique talents, each player with his own special sound. For example, there was the brilliant trumpeter, Cody Williams, the earthy trombonist, Tricky Sam Nanton, the sublime trombonist, Lawrence Brown, the clever cornetist, Rex Stewart, the playful violinist, Ray Nance, the rhapsodic saxophonist, Johnny Hodges. Ellington told writer Nat Hendoff, a musician's sound is his soul, his total personality. I hear that sound as I prepare to write. So Ellington composed, Paul, not for the instrument, but for the man and soul behind the instrument. Not for first or second trumpet, but for Cootie Williams or Ray Nance to tap the gifts of each person. When he'd hire a new musician, he'd quickly learn his strengths and weaknesses and write to bring out his very best. Like a magisterial chef, he alchemized his ingredients, the signature styles of his musicians, into a whole that was greater than the sum of its parts. He blended his players' musical and emotional personalities into a, a unique new sound, which his collaborator Billy Strayhorn called the Ellington Effect. Rarely, if, if ever, had anyone assembled 15 musicians with such singular sound prints and transformed them into a distinguished E pluribus unum. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. We are with Dr. John Edward Hasse. Dr. Hasse is going to be performing and presenting at the Smithsonian Associates Program coming up December 7th. The title is The Duke Ellington Genius Beyond Category. I wonder if you could tell us, I mean, in addition to those wonderful descriptions, those dynamic descriptions that you gave us of the, of the other, of Duke Ellington's uh, other musicians right alongside him, that ability to collect those sounds right alongside him, was that what made him unique? Or what was it that makes that Ellington unique, even today? That was certainly part of it. He selected players for their distinctive sounds, learned to downplay their weaknesses, emphasize their strengths, and bring out the best of each musician. He led a collective that brought out the best in each person and produced a whole greater than the sum of its parts. And because of that, because of the unique voices he had in his band and the way he would uh, compose for those voices, arrange and blend them, uh, no other band sounded anything like his. It was, it was an absolutely singular sound. Dr. Hasse, I wonder, as an American music expert and, and uh, an expert on jazz, I want to ask you a question that's perhaps apart from Duke Ellington's music, because Duke Ellington was, was so... Um, he was very much someone who broke down barriers, racial barriers in particular. He, he performed in theaters and hotels that had been previously barred to African Americans. And he was, he was busy making motion picture appearances and broadcasting both television and radio. Uh, the song, It Don't Mean a Thing, If It Don't Got That Swing, one of my favorites was, was prophetic. We're, we're going to listen to a little bit of that. Thank you. 
don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. It don't mean a thing. All you gotta do is swing. Makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. Just give that rhythm every little thing you've got. I wonder if you'd just tell us, though, about that song and how the word swing suddenly became kind of this it word in music, because that was really Ellington's, uh, he, he really uh, brought that about. He did. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Represents an example of Ellington as a prophet. He wrote it in Chicago in 1931, recorded it the following year, And then three years later, the word swing seemed to be on everyone's lips as the, quote, swing era, quote, was launched. Mm -hmm. But when swing music and dancing became a national obsession in the late 1930s, Ellington stood above the pack, continuing to go his own musical way. He wasn't interested primarily in establishing a good beat for dancing, as were the swing bands of people like Benny Goodman and Artie Shaw and others, but rather in exploring his musical imagination. He's a fascinating man and, uh, and so talented. So, uh, Dr. Hassel, one final question for you. I know, I know you're very busy with this, and we sure appreciate your generous time today, but what, what was it that was Ellington's overall significance, I suppose? Sure, Paul. I'd like to point out four different aspects Uh, I'd like to argue that Ellington Ranks is America's greatest all-around musician, composer, arranger, band leader, accompanist, soloist, and musical thinker. Who else did it all with such sit-up-and-notice style, originality, and longevity? Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Two, he was the supreme creator of music for that essential American institution, the Jazz Orchestra, or big band. He stands as the model for all jazz composers. Three, he composed some 1,500 works, made 10,000 recordings, and traveled 10 million miles to perform in 65 countries of the world. And four, his music continues to resonate with cultural and personal appeal, and I firmly believe that half a millennium from now, people will still be listening to his music and finding meaning and emotion in it. I believe the best of Ellington is music for the ages. John Edward Hasley, thank you so much for your time today. What a pleasure it is to talk to you about such an important subject, such an important man. We love his music, and and certainly I'm going to be listening to it. I know our audience is, and I know that we're all going to be looking forward to your presentation at Smithsonian Associates coming up. December 7th, we're going to put links up to where you can find out more information about Dr. Hasse, and we're going to put up most definitely links to where you can find out specifics about the Smithsonian Associates presentation. But Dr. Hasse, thank you so much for your time today. What a pleasure it is to talk to you about Duke Ellington. Paul, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. My thanks to Dr. John Edward Hasse, who will be appearing at the Smithsonian Associates program coming up. Check our show notes for program details and how you can get tickets for this great presentation on Zoom. 
My thanks as well to the Smithsonian Associates team for all they do to support the show. And of course, my thanks to you, the wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Please remember to be safe right now. Practice smart social distancing and be well. Talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.